Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 554. Today on Cars Yeah, we're celebrating the Forest Grove Concours d'Elegance, and I'm talking with a sponsor of this spectacular event that takes place this weekend, July 17th, on the Pacific University campus, east of Portland, Oregon. You can learn more about this event at www.forestgrove.org. Go slow and enjoy the journey. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. I'll never worry again about having a dead battery with my NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in my glove box and features rechargeable, lithium battery technology that'll jumpstart a dead battery in my car, boat, truck, or RV. The Genius Boost features built-in spark-proof technology and reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart any of my vehicles. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are built from solid copper for maximum conductivity. There's a built-in ultrabite dual LED flashlight with seven modes including an SOS and emergency strobe. I use my Genius Boost jump starter to charge my phone, tablet, and laptop while I'm on the road or if the power goes out in my home. The unit itself is easily rechargeable in my vehicle. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, the battery car source since 1914. I've got one in each of my vehicles. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Sira Reiser. Sira, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? No seatbelt here, Mark. I got my 62 Beetle and I'm ready to go. Okay, well, we'll be real careful. Sira Reiser is the marketing director at BMW Portland, Oregon. She grew up around cars and racing where her father ran the Portland International Raceway. You'll find him as a past guest here on Cars, yeah. She'd spent her weekends at the track enjoying indie cars, sports cars, IMSA races, and more. Sears worked at many different Mark dealers, including Porsche, Audi, Range Rover, Mini, and of course, BMW, where she's landed today. She and her husband have restored older VW bugs, and they've been entrants in the Forest Grove Concorde Elegance several times. And today, they run Chase Away Canine Cancer, a fundraising campaign to help pets and their owners, and they've raised millions of dollars to help find a cure for cancer in dogs. BMW Portland is a proud sponsor of the Forest Grove Concorde Elegance. It takes place every July at the Pacific University campus of Portland, Oregon, and you'll find her there this weekend as well. So, Sierra, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment and share a little bit more about your career and your passion for automobiles before we get into the questions. Sure. It's kind of funny, though. I've worked for five different makes, and I've worked for 34 years in the exact same building. <laughs> That's interesting. I've had four owners, and uh, yeah, first it was six years with uh, Porsche Audi, and then B- Rasmus and BMW purchased uh, the building, and I stayed after everybody from Porsche Audi moved out. Mm-hmm. was BMW Range Rover for... Many years until Range Rover moved out, then Mini moved in, then Mini moved out, 
And um, and then uh, uh, let's see. Now we we've got BMW and BMW, and we've got BMW. Yeah, twenty eight years with BMW. Now, are you chained to your desk or something? You, they just can't get rid of you. Or are you part of the contract? I'm, per- I'm per- Yeah, everybody says I I came with the furniture. I know how to turn on the lights. And ah, okay. I don't know. Hopefully, I'll be able to turn off the lights one of these days. But <laughs> it's been a, it's been a it's been a good career. Thirty four years in the car business. It's way different than it was when I started, but. Sure. Uh, it still keeps me busy, and the most important thing is, you know, you you put in your time at work, but come weekends, it's time for family and dogs and cars, and yep. that's that's the important part. Life's too short to work all the time. Well, we're going to learn a, lo- a lot more about you, about your passion for cars, and what you're doing for animals as well as we move through the questions. But first, as we continue on this journey, I always like to start with a success quote. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in your life, some kind of mantra that you believe in, and It's a really nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So, Sarah, take the wheel. Pretty much, uh, my dad always said, if you're going to do it, do it right the first time. You won't have to go back and do it again. (laughs) Exactly. Well, tell me a little bit about how you incorporate that philosophy into what you do at BMW Portland and also what you do where you're trying to help uh, raise awareness and cures for uh, canine cancer. Well, I'm I'm in, in work. I definitely take my job very serious. One of the things I've kind of thought about a lot lately, I get to spec out all the cars, and I've done it for uh, close to 20 years. Oh, wow. Trying to add up how many BMWs I've actually built. (laughs) It's kind of cool. And, 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 you know, it's, it's something that I never really thought about until recently. I'm driving down the road. I'm going, you know, I built that car. Now, explain a little bit of that to our audience, because if I understand it right, when you walk into a dealership and a car is sitting there ready to buy, someone had to figure out which options to put on it. Are you that lady? That would be me. Ah, you're the one. Okay. Mm -hmm. Is there a science to this somehow, or does it change over time? You know, it's funny. You you think about what the cars were when I started back in 88 uh, with BMW. I'd say 95% of our cars were stick shifts. Mm-hmm. And I'd say pff, not even five percent of my cars now are stick shifts. Oh, I know, I know. It's and then sad. you know, it's it's the colors. Everybody's like, you know, everybody's ah, oh, you got to build the colors. And I build colors, and we don't sell the colors. We sell gray, black, or you know, yeah. white. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's so funny. Everybody's like, ah, there's no color. But I'm like, yeah, but when I build the colors, nobody buys them. You're right. So it it doesn't, you know. And we've always we always joke. No matter how you build it, it's wrong. <laughs> you know, you try to build, you know, what we know that what people here in the Northwest want. Mm-hmm. But then I have to train the people in California to know, listen, guys, you've got to make cars with heated seats because my p- customers won't buy cars without heated seats. And if you want to trade with me, you better send me a car with heated seats because uh, our butts get cold up here. Yes, they do. You know, I'll tell you a funny story. When I was younger, I wanted a Porsche Turbo really bad. And there was one at a dealer in Carlsbad near where I lived, California. Mm-hmm. They, in 1984, I believe it was 85, it was a mint green turbo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, now, today, everybody would love that color, but they could not give that car away. Mm-mm. And I'd no, go in there. Those cars sit around. I'd go in there every day wishing I could afford it. And finally, one day I walked in, I said, where's my car? And he said, the owner finally painted it black and it sold. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we always joke, as you know, in the car business, you always joke, there's an ass for every seat. You just got to find the ass. Uh, Yes, you said it, not me. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying. Let's talk a little bit about the thing that instigated your passion for cars. Now, you grew up with a dad. Dale's been a guest here on Cars, yeah. He ran Portland International Raceway. So you 
gosh, some of the stories you were telling me in our pre-show chat were incredible. But AJ Foyt, Mario Andretti, all these people you get to meet and hang out with. But is there a pivotal moment when you look back that you realize that you were a car gal? Oh, I mean, yeah, getting to sit there and watch watch races with my dad on TV when I was just a kid. Mm-hmm. And then I've got I've got, you know, five older brothers and stuff like that, so they were all bringing cars home. After I got out of school, I went to work for the bank for a couple of years and then I don't know, I kind of fell into the car business and I've been here for 34 years. I haven't been able to fall out. <laughs> Tell us a little story. Now, your dad ran Portland International Raceway, so you spent a lot of time at the racetrack, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of time when I was a kid. Maybe touch on a couple, one or two little stories about some of those names that are become icons now that you met back when you were a kid. Oh, I mean, you know, when when you're a kid and you've watched the IndyCar races your whole life, and the first time back in 1967, my dad went to Indianapolis and A.J. Foyt won the race. Mm-hmm. So, of course, you know, he, he came back and I can still remember the A.J. Foyt t-shirt and all that. And, you know, years later when the IndyCars came to town, who did I want to meet so bad? A.J. Foyt. Mm. Who did I want to meet? Little Al Unser. Yeah. Al Unser won the first, you know, IndyCar race. And I thought that was the coolest thing on the planet. I mean, that was just, it was just fun. Yeah. That was a time of, you know, in the, in the IMSA drivers, you know, most of the time, most people that when the IMSA teams and the Europeans would come to town, most of the locals didn't know the Europeans. They didn't know who they were. But I worked for Porsche Audi at the time. Uh. So I knew Hans Stuck. Yeah. <laughs> and oh my God, when, you know, and I knew a friend, uh, I, I had met one of the guys with the Porsche team and he says, Hey, Siri, yeah, when Hans comes to town, you know, you got to tell him. And so I went up to Hans Stuck and I says, Hey, Helmut said to say hi. Oh, you're Helmut's friend. <laughs> Next thing I know, I'm having, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying lunch with Hans Stuck of all people. And I'm wow. like, Oh my God, this guy's won Le Mans. He's done everything phenomenal. Oh my God, I'm going crazy. I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. Oh my gosh, man. I think we could talk about those stories forever, but we've got to move Good along time. here. Good. Good time. T- yes definitely good times. Good time. I'm jealous. I didn't get to hang out with people like that when I was a kid. I was <laughs> down at the beach surfing all the time. So, well, Sierra, what I'd love to do now is take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and crawl under the hood and talk a little bit about a huge career challenge or, you know what, even better, a huge failure that you faced. I want you to take us there, have us feel the pain. But the most important part of this was how did you overcome it? How did you come out of it? And what did it teach you so you could move forward? Uh uh-huh. Okay. That's an, <laughs> uh, that's an easy one. Moved to the country years and years ago, 20 years ago. And when we moved to the country, my husband said, my, we'd been married for 15 years. He says, if you ever get, if we ever get a piece of property, I get a dog. <laughs> and when we went to build our home on two acres, I handed the builder the doggy door. Mm-hmm. He says, you have a dog? I go, nope. But as soon as I, you build this house, I will. Yeah. So dog number one came, awesome dog. But that dog beat me up as far as she was... You know, she's your first dog. You're going to make all the mistakes. Yes. Second dog comes along, and she was a cream puff. Hmm. I mean, did everything I asked of her, et cetera. Uh, we competed together. I did hunt tests and field trials and, and different things, dock diving and stuff. Mm-hmm. And at six years old, in a competition the 1st of June in 2006, she competed against her son. All day Saturday, she won every competition. On Sunday, she lost to her son by three inches in dock diving. Oh, wow. 25 days later, she died of cancer. What? She, she was six years old. Oh, no. Um, oh, goodness. It, it buckled me big yeah. time. Yeah. The, the day after she passed away, she re- received the invite to the World Championships of Dock Dogs. Oh my gosh. They were taking the top 18 dogs in the country. Yeah. And don't know why, but I came up with a crazy idea and I was, I, I was devastated. I had no idea. I mean, she, she did not show any outward signs of being sick until it was too late. Right. 
and I uh, had a T-shirt uh, made in her honor, mm-hmm. on Amer- you know, her likeness on, a, on, a, on an American flag. Yeah. And I sold these T-shirts, and I raised a thousand bucks. And I went to my oncologist, and I say, I didn't do this to raise money. I just wanted to share with my friends. And I went back to the world championships, and everybody was wearing her T-shirt in honor of her, oh, which was nice. Cool. Yeah. So. My oncologist, I says, hey, this is broke. How do I help fix it? And she said, you know, she told me where she donated funds and stuff like that. And it just kind of, we fell into it. You know, my mom died of cancer at the age of 26. Mm. And, you know, it took my best girl at six years of age. And so it's been kicking my ass my whole time. And I'm one of those people, I can say this hopefully, I'm a bitch. And if you knock me down, you better get out of my way when I get up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm, I'm going to hurt you because, I mean, and cancer is just is something that it's definitely, it hurt me when I was a child. It right. hurt me now. Yeah. I started what we call, a, it's a fund within the National Canine Cancer Foundation. It's a donor-advised fund. It's called Chase Away Canine Cancer. My little girl's name was Chase. Mm-hmm. We just, just right at almost the nine-year anniversary of losing her, we had just surpassed raising a million dollars. Oh, my gosh. And it's, it's a dollar at a time. We do it. With donation vests at events across the country, wow. selling T-shirts, it's 100% grassroots. And the biggest things that we do, we do two things. We raise canine cancer awareness. So I can tell you that there are dogs alive today because my little girl died. Yeah. Because people are now checking their dogs once a month, just like people should for themselves. You need to check your animals. Your animals can't say, hey, mom, I got an owie. Mm-hmm. And then we've funded 21 canine cancer studies today. And wow. the cool thing about... Funding studies in the canine world is you don't have the red tape that you do in the people world. Mm-hmm. And anything that they find out in the canines is going to help you and me. Yeah. They, well, get, yeah. they get the exact same cancer that you and I get. I've got lots of friends and, and my dad's buddy that, that you know he worked with, you know, they do the children's cancer and stuff like that. It's fantastic. I don't care who it is and how we, if we fund it for children, if we fund it for dogs, if we fund it for people, we've got to figure it out. Wow. Wow. Well, what a story. And I'm so sorry for your loss. And But wow, what it's led to is absolutely tremendous. And obviously, we're cars you out here and we kind of diverted down a path. But I'm so yeah, glad I'm so glad that you shared that with us because, gosh, there's so many people out there that have dogs, love dogs. My wife and I, we never had a dog because we're allergic to dogs, but we love them. So we go next door and play with our neighbor's dog. Exactly. In fact, exactly. We, we just brought him home a new puppy from Boston when we went back from my son's graduation. And Flew home with little warden, and uh, now we go over and get to play with him every day and be his grandparents. So it's there fun, fun stuff. But when, when I had our all of our logos, all of you know, chase away canine cancer. I I did a, a friends of mine donated a wrap, and I have a BMW i3. Yeah, and you know, so it's great. It's cars because it's car. Everybody, the i3 is cool because it's it's green and and it's the it's the it's the modern era technology. Right. And being able to use that as a centerpiece to raise canine cancer awareness, I think is perfect. Oh, absolutely. And I would assume you have it at the Forest Grove Concord when you go it there. Is so. gonna, it is going to be out there on display, which is fun. How can people donate and contribute to help this cause? Um, you can go to Chaseaway K9, the letter K, number 9, cancer.org. Um, you can donate there. And the biggest thing is, is check your dog. Check do, your a, dog. do do a nose to tail exam on your dog every single month because one little lump, if you have it checked and it's nothing great, if it is something and you catch it early, you've got a way better shot of, huh. of fighting it, just like you and me. Great advice. Now we go into kind of what I call a career aha moment. Well, would you say that was an aha moment for you dealing with that or is there something else you want to share 
that's uh, kind of a career aha moment that uh, kind of steered you down a new path, a new direction, if you will? That buckled me. That took me away from a lot of what I was doing and, and made my focus a little bit more family, mm-hmm. you know? Um, actually it's been fun with the concourse and stuff coming up because my husband and I have restored many, many cars over the years and we've been away from cars for quite a while. Uh You know, yes, I work with it, but it steered me back to, okay, when I got the invite to, uh, this year's Forest Grove and it said the allure of the Audemars and I'm like, Hmm, finally. Okay. <laughs> yes. And it's the, it's the 100 years of BMW, which is perfect. Yeah. Um, you know, so a lot of my friends and stuff like that with BMWs from work are going to be there. And then for the first time ever, they're going to have Volkswagen is actually going to have our own class. So we're not going to get stuck with a bunch of other different kinds of cars like we have in the past. Okay. And my old cars get to go play again. So it's been good to get my old car out. And I'm just, I can tell you, I've spent the last six weeks uh, spitting and polishing and tearing apart. And we restored <laughs> this car 23 years ago. And, and it's sadly, it sat in the barn for the last 23 years. It hasn't been out a lot. So now it's a VW bug, right? Yep. It's a 1962 Volkswagen Beetle Deluxe uh, uh, soft top sunroof. Cool. And she's two years older. She's two months older than I am. Cool. So nothing cooler than 40. <laughs> 40 horsepower, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. My neighbor across the street has a 58 and I see mm-hmm. him pull out every once in a while and go for a drive. And uh, yeah, very cool cars. And I've got a good friend. He's a regular listener here on Cars. Yeah. Shout out to Bill. He's going to bring uh, down his 73 RS Carrera for, for the show. So and I'll be down there, of course, uh, for the Yaya's yeah, yeah, 100 years mm-hmm. of BMW. So I love BMWs and Porsches and VWs and all that. So awesome. Awesome. Well, let's talk a little bit about a proudest career moment you've been doing this a long time but is there one thing that stands out for you that you'd like to share going to forest grove for the first time in 1990 and winning it oh cool we were in a class with mercedes and jaguars and everybody was kind of looking at us funny but when the judges came around we were looking and couldn't see anybody we were like oh there's second place and we could see people in our class but we couldn't find out who won Uh uh-huh and then the judges come around, and, where have you guys been? You got to go across the stage. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, go, go, you, go get in your car. You got to go across the stage. You won your class. And we're like, really? Wow. First time ever going was, that was, that was an honor. Yeah. Um, yeah. We went back five years later uh-huh. in 95. The, the class had changed because I know a lot of people got very upset the first time we were there and we didn't expect to do well. We were up against that year, a bunch of MGTCs and English cars and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, we took the 58 that we had, my cus- my husband's the year he was born, and then my 62. Same thing. Judges come around in the afternoon. They sc- start scouring both cars. And I'm like, the heck are they doing? The judging's over. What's going on? They were trying to figure out who to give first and who to give second. Ah. That was pretty bad. So we won first and second. Wow. Nice. Nice. Congratulations. I don't know what's going to happen this year, but it's going to be fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's always fun for sure. But that, I mean, to go out there in basically, I mean, a lot of my father's peers mm-hmm. and to go out and play in that because I'd gone to, you know, Volkswagen shows and stuff. But to be able to go out there in a car that it's my husband and I doing the work. Right. And we're the ones that tear it apart and put it together. We didn't pay someone to do stuff. And that's that was a that was very much I mean that was that was definitely a feather in our cap. Oh yeah, congratulations and uh, kudos to you guys. The Forest Grove Concours, I mean the cars there are serious cars. This isn't just a local deal. These are some serious players that show up at this event. The absolutely. number of cars, the level quality of restorations of cars is absolutely phenomenal. If you're going to be in the area, anyone listening around Portland on July 17th, a Sunday, you got to attend. It's absolutely spectacular. 
Well, let's go back in time. We've talked a lot about cars, of course, but let's go back and talk about your first really special car, that car that really had a, a great meaning to you. Maybe you could share a special memory you have of that vehicle. Oh, that's a hard one. <laughs> oh, oh, you got me on this one. <laughs> you really, I, you know, the 68 was good. You know, the, the really cool thing, the 62 Beetle that we did, we bought the, I looked all over the state in Washington trying to find a 62 Beetle because mm-hmm. I mean, it's the year you were born. You have to have some kind of method to your madness. <laughs> yes. And we ended up finding this car in Texas. A friend of mine was going to be down there, have a convoy, et cetera. We got this car up here. It took us years to redo. But the coolest thing is 10 years after she had, we had restored her, the original owners came up and they took her for a ride. Nice. And you know, someone that they got married in that car. Wow. They were first married when they had that car. They had both of all of their children went to the hospital and picked up in that car. Nice. And to be able to present it back to them. And I can tell you when I got it, it was not, you know, it was well used. <laughs> Lulu had been used. Yeah. But you go to be able to turn it over and say, Hey, yeah, go to, and they're like, really? And I'm like, yeah, go take her for a ride. Nice. And to see them do that, that to see, and the lady, she was funny. She's like, I never knew I could be this emotional about a car. <laughs> yeah. And she was. So that was, I mean, that was a very, very neat experience yeah. to be able to, to restore a car. And, and we do, we take, just like I said, my dad told me to, taught me to take things serious. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to do it, do it right the first time. Yeah. That was a very big compliment. And to be able to see them and the joy that it's brought into them. I've been posting pictures of the old car on Facebook and it's funny because the gentleman, Russ, that owned it, he's always, sir, where are her hubcaps? Where are her hubcaps? Don't worry, Russ. I've restored her hubcaps. They're gorgeous. I don't want to put them on until I get to the show. I don't want them to get dirty. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but he says, where's her hubcaps? Where's her hubcaps? Like, it's okay. It's okay. Don't worry. Her hubcaps will be on her on the show. <laughs> Very nice. Great memories. Well, how about that old seller's remorse story? Is there one that you've let go that you really wish you had back in your garage? How about the Porsches that we've let go and you look at the price of them? Oh, uh, well, <laughs> let, let's, let's exclude that because I have that pain in my life too. So let's ex- exclude the cost value, the price point value, and just talk about emotional heartstrings. You know, my very first car was a little Volkswagen pickup, a little rabbit pickup. A rabbit. Oh, yeah. The little rabbit pickup. Yep. And I owned it for 25 years. I had 100,000 miles on it. And I mean, it, those were all my miles. And yeah, you know, that, we finally sold it a, a few years ago. But it's still one of those, yeah, and I know it's just a little rabbit pickup. But it was my first car. Mm-hmm. You know, and as everybody says, you hate to sell your first car. And yeah, I sold my first car. But I owned it for I owned him for 25 years. Right. But still, it's still, yeah, I see him, I see him on the road and I go, I have one of those. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, it was a pretty unique, unique vehicle. You don't see many of those at all anymore. No, They're probably and, all rusted and, away, but. Exactly. They're all destroyed and stuff like that. And, you know, when we let it go, it sold for good money due to the fact that, you know, my husband and I owned it and it was very, very well cared for. Well, let's talk a little bit about today and tomorrow. We've always talked, already talked about the cars you're going to bring to Forest Grove Concord this weekend. We talked about your Chase Away Canine Cancer. Tell us a little bit about what's happening at BMW. You know, there's a lot of pretty cool new cars, new innovative cars coming out, the i8, the i3. Uh, what are you seeing with BMW now, today, and tomorrow? You know, the technology, I, it's been fun the last couple of years, and, and all of us at work are really looking forward to tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Because you look at what everybody right now is just like, hey, I want to buy a car today. I'm like, well, I'm going to wait till tomorrow because you just see the advancements that we've had in the past two or three years. Yes. 
where are we going to be in another three years? Yeah. Where are we going to be in six years? Because you look at, you know, how many generations of BMW were all six cylinders. Mm-hmm. Most of my line is now four cylinders. Yep. Oh, yeah. Then they still go like rocket ships. And they, you know, they're, they're phenomenal automobiles, but the fuel economy that we're getting. And then you go into the electric market. And seriously, I've worked for BMW for 28 years. I am now, for the very first time two years ago, I leased my very first BMW. I leased a BMW i3. That thing is just flat out fun. <laughs> there's, there's yeah. no, I mean, it's just, it is, it is such a fun car. And everybody's like, oh, you know, how far can you go and stuff? You get over that, how far I can go. In a month. And ah. then, and then you just drive it and enjoy it. Right. And you, boy, nowadays, I mean, really, it's, I love getting in my old car, but oh my goodness, it is noisy. You get my <laughs> i3 and it's so quiet. It, yeah. you, you know, you get on a really smooth surface road and the good tires, mm-hmm. you don't hear anything. Yeah, it's really odd. I, I was at the Pacific Northwest Historic Races last weekend and ran into Lance Rickard, who's a old friend of mine, races E30 BMWs, and he just got one as well. And this is a guy that likes to go out and race. He's always had fast BMWs. And, you know, I thought, you bought an i3? And he goes, oh, it is so much fun. They're rocket ships. It's just so much fun. Yeah, it's like a slot car. It is. It's a $50,000 golf cart. <laughs> there you kind go. Of, that's the way we classify it. It is. But yeah. I mean, like, it's the most fun golf cart you can ever drive. Yeah, yeah. I've seen cool. somebody do a, a license plate, I think, that says golf cart. Golf cart. Yeah, yeah. Well, they are tiny little cars. But uh, well, I've been a BMW owner for decades. Uh, we've got four BMWs, I think, in our family now. So yeah. uh, they're great cars. Absolutely phenomenal. Absolutely. Well, here's a very introspective question for you. If you were a car, what kind of car would Sarah be and why? I would probably be a Volkswagen Beetle. <laughs> okay. That's the thing that I love about the Beetle. Simple. Yeah. Fix, fixable, yep. reliable. And the, the biggest thing that Volkswagen Beetles have taught me, because, you know, I can drive fast cars all day at work and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But when you go, we, we have done a lot of traveling in a 1966 Beetle. I have more fun getting in that car going somewhere because you can't go fast. <laughs> right. And you're going to get there. Yep. But you actually slow down and enjoy where you're going. You know, you've just hit on something that is really valuable. And I've had a lot of older cars. And when you put those old string back gloves on and you get in an older car, you just kind of go to that place. And you're right. Mm-hmm. You enjoy the scenery more. You mm-hmm. don't worry about passing everybody. You just stay mm-hmm. in the right lane and enjoy mm-hmm. it and have a good old time. And, and plus, when you stop and get gas, everybody's your friend. So. <laughs> well, and that's the cool thing is like out at Forest Grove, uh, it's been 21 years since we've shown out there. Mm. And the last time we did, I so wish that the technology was what it is today. And this time I'm going to, I'm going to throw a GoPro up because people out at the show, they don't have a lot in common with the Ferraris and, and the big fancy cars that are mm. out there. Yeah. But every single person, all, 95% of the people there yes. will come up and talk to me because I own a Volkswagen Beetle. If they remember the family stories, my brother had one, my mother had one. Oh my God, we traveled all the way across the country in the back, then that little back little area back there. Yeah. And, yeah. and you're approachable, which is always, you know, cause like I said, I come from BMW and Porsche Audi and stuff and, and there's a little snobhobbery in some of those people, but. The Volkswagen is always, you're a very approachable person. Yeah, absolutely. I was at Forest Grove a couple of years ago and they had a Herbie the Love Bug sitting there and mm-hmm. that's where everybody was crowded around next to exactly. us. A, a Ferrari, a Porsche, a Jaguar, but everybody was in love with Herbie. So 
Absolutely. Understand. Well, Sarah, up next is the last lap, but before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people, but what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. And before we get back to the last lap, I want to remind our listeners, if you're in the Portland area this weekend, Sunday, July 17th, make sure you get over to Pacific University campus, just east of Portland, and see the Forest Grove Concours de Elegance. I'm going to be there. It's going to be an absolutely fantastic event. The sun's going to be out, so join me there. You can find out more at www.forestgrove.org. Okay, Sierra, we are back and we're entering the last lap. And I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So you ready? Okay, let's try it. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Hmm. You've probably given a lot of automotive advice being a a car buyer. Boy, that's a good one. I don't know. Can we pass on that one? No, there's no (laughs) passing in cars, yeah? No passing. (laughs) You know, you know, uh, you know. Actually, this uh, the goofiest one. Mm-hmm. I never understood leasing, truthfully. Ah, uh-huh. And now I've actually, and it and it came from a gentleman that, that I've known, and he said, and it actually makes sense. Go and okay, even if you do a one pay lease, if you're going to go buy a car, okay, say you're going to go buy a car and you're going to go buy this, you're you're going to go buy an M5. Mm-hmm. Do a one pay lease, and that can be a two-year lease or whatever, but just may, if you're going to buy it, just go and pay that first lease amount. So then in the next in the next two years, if A, you crash it, you can always turn it right around. You can hand it back in versus if you paid the entire price, then it's yours and it's damaged. And that's, and that's I mean, and I, like I said, I never understood leasing until recently and seeing how it all works because it just, it wasn't what we were doing. I was yep. driving old bugs. Yep. I but understand. A, a one-pay lease actually makes a lot of sense, or leasing in general actually makes sense. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has helped contribute to your success over the years? I'm stubborn as a mule. <laughs> Other than being the person that is the only one that knows how to turn the lights out or on in the building. <laughs> I'm a very motivated person, I guess. You know, I'm a ha- and and just a, I'm a ha- a very very happy person. I spent my childhood in the Shriners Hospital. I don't make fun of people. Yeah. You know, be positive. Absolutely. Now, how about a resource? There's lots of great resources out there, but is there one in particular that you really like? Uh, for restoration stuff, if you're doing old Volkswagens, Wolfsburg West in California. Oh, yeah. Great. They do. They, they, I mean, if they don't have NOS stuff, then this, the repop stuff they make is phenomenal. So if you're doing Volkswagens, that's where I go. There you go. Now, how about a book? Is there a book that you've read that you think the Cars Yeah listeners would enjoy as well? One of the most funniest books I've ever read is is A.J. Foyt's His Autobiography. Ah, okay, cool. Well, listeners, I'll remind you, you can find all these great resources on Sarah's personal show notes page at carsyad.com. Just type Sarah, C-E-R-A, 
Reuser, R-E-U-S-S-E-R, into the search bar. That page will pop right up with links to all these great things, including this book. And there's a great place on the Cars yeah website called Guest Recommended Books, where this book in the past 550 guest books are listed for quick, easy clicks to buy. A.J. Foyt, what a character. Mm-hmm. All right, we are up to the checkered flag. Sarah, this last question can be a real doozy. If you could have only one collector car in your garage, but don't worry about the price, I'm going to buy you any car you'd like today. What would that vehicle be? And more importantly, why? I'd take the Porsche 9, uh, 918. Oh my gosh. Okay. You're you, buying, right? I guess so. I'm buying big time. <laughs> Man, I better get the big checkbook out. The Porsche 918. Now you threw me for a loop here. So why the Porsche 918? Technology. Mm. And that thing is just downright stunning. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, seriously, you know, and yeah. that's it, it, working where I work, you know, new cars come in, everybody's out there swarming around like, yeah, it's just a car. It's just something else I got to count and worry about. <laughs> but cars like that are just like, and, I, and I'll tell you, the i8 that came in, oh my God, that car's phenomenal. I've, I, I can go and just sit in the room and just stare at it and go, that is just beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. They are spectacular. Well, you're the, Second person in a week that's requested a 918. So <laughs> this is one expensive week. Oh my gosh. I'm getting hammered here. It's like, do the, I get a color? You know, I, you know yeah, can I what color? Special, can I do a special? Uh, hey, paint to sample. You know Porsche. You yes. sold Porsches. Paint yes. to sample. So what's your color? Uh, is it going to be orange or is it going to be yellow? Oh, okay. Well, let's narrow it down. Is it going to be an old 70s, like tangerine orange, or are you going to go for something metallic? I do them. I, you know, I, what did I see the other day? I saw an absolutely gorgeous, uh, metallic orange that was really, I mean, just to do, you know, dare to be different. Yeah. I had a, I had a yellow Volkswagen Cabriolet that I wanted a yellow Volkswagen Cabriolet forever. And when I finally got it, it was the best car in the world, <laughs> you know, but I don't know, maybe yellow. Yeah. That and the yellow would be yellow, badass. Yeah. Well, you know, I have an 87 930 turbo that was paint to sample metallic orange. Mm, there you go. So I'll send you a picture. Send you a picture of that. The listeners can find a picture on the Cars yeah Instagram page. It's pretty stunning. It's a six-stage paint that's just wild, wild color. So, uh, oh, the old cars that we had back when I worked with Porsche Audi were just fun. And then yeah. when they went to, we went to Europe in '92. Yep. And then all the lipstick colors and stuff like yeah. that when we went to the Porsche factory was it was fun. Yeah, there's some neat colors there. Wow. Mm-hmm. Porsche 918, we're going to have some fun here. I'm hoping I can get a ride in that thing when you uh, when I get it delivered. So very cool. Well, Sarah, you have taken me on an awesome ride today. I've really enjoyed your stories. And I want to thank you for sharing your journey with the Cars Yeah listeners. Would you offer us one parting piece of guidance before you drive off into the sunset in that Porsche 918? Go slow and enjoy the journey. <laughs> I like it. Very, very direct and to the point. Beautiful. And what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about Portland BMW, and about your uh, your program to help dogs and owners of dogs with cancer. Um, BMWPortland.com. We're the only BMW dealership in the in uh, the Portland in Portland downtown uh-huh. Portland. And yeah, drop on by. I've I've been there for twenty eight years. Come and see me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's the one with the permanent desk. Yeah. I'm the, well, actually, the cool thing, uh, one of my dogs gets to hang out in the office. Oli is, uh, he's the store mascot. Nice. So every customer that comes by, Oli has to go up and, and talk to and give kisses and, and everybody loves. There's people that are there to do, take delivery of their cars. First, they want to come and meet Oli. Come before and meet they- Oli. Nice. And tell us again the uh, website where people can go and contribute and help with uh, Chase Away Canine Cancer. It's Chase Away, the letter K, number nine, cancer, dot O-R-G. 
and there's a link right there to uh, to donate. And like I said, most important thing, help spread canine cancer awareness and, and check your dogs. There you go. One in three dogs is, is affected in their lifetime with cancer. And after the age of 10, it's uh, one in two. Oh, so. goodness. Wow. I got, I got a goal to make that none in three. None in three is my goal. There you go. Well, listeners, you can find links to everything Sarah's been so kind to share today. Carsyad.com on her show notes page. Again, type C-E-R-A, Sarah. Try to find someone else you've ever known with that name. Good luck. Very unique name. Thanks to your lovely mother. And uh, you can also check out everything about the Forest Grove Concord Elegance this weekend at www.forestgrove.org. Sarah, thanks again for being so generous and so much fun to talk to today. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Mark. Thanks for letting me share. And I will uh, meet you uh, this weekend. Absolutely. We'll have a lot of fun. Until we talk again. I'll see you at the Forest Grove Concours. You got it. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.